from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. 5th Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. You've heard him on this show before in the past. We need somebody with legal expertise here. If I started law school tomorrow, it'd be my first day. I have no legal expertise other than I know college football in and out. Dan, always good to have you here. Is this Tennessee slash Virginia lawsuit against the NCAA? perhaps a come-to-Jesus moment for this governing institution? I think so, and, and Bill, pleasure to join you. I mean, this, this lawsuit has been sitting out there for the taking for really any school that wanted it in our legal space, those uh, that spent uh, exorbitant amounts of sums going to law school, some of which regret it, some of which do not. We, we have all kind of said who is going to be the one to take it. Um, and really, these past three weeks, as you've seen, we have the Florida State punishment, news of Florida's investigation going public, and now Tennessee. Um, I think we all expected it to be a Power Five, but I thought this would have happened uh, you know, maybe a year or two ago. But we are here nonetheless, and I, and I do think this is a very pivotal moment for the NCAA's power. If you're handicapping, which side has the best chance in this case? Tennessee and maybe other schools or, or states that join with them or the NCAA? Well, it, it's interesting, right? The, the actual case is a declaratory judgment case. It's just basically saying they want a court to declare what the NCAA is doing is illegal. Now, that's kind of piece one. That could take a year or so. The, the more interesting battle, and to your question, is this kind of interim relief. They're looking for a temporary restraining order, an injunction, and that ruling, if they get that, would basically de- deem null and void the NCA's NIL power in those particular states. So in order to get a TRO, temporary restraining order, and injunction, you need to show some type of irreparable harm that would result. So the, my only concern with that, this kind of interim relief, the one that, you know, the real big player here to kind of stop these things in their tracks, is that there is, at least as of today, right, no punishment that's been enforced on Tennessee. 
uh, and no punishment as far as I'm aware of any school in Virginia. So we would say in the law, these lawsuits might not be ripe. It's not to say that Tennessee won't be punished. It's not to say that by the end of this lawsuit there might not be some enforcement. But it is. it may be too early in the process to say the harm that will result from what is an investigation. And the TRO, how long does that take to get done? Um, I think the date that they're looking at is February 6th. Uh, oh. That's about a week or two. That's okay. really a quick turnaround. But, you know, at the end of the case, they're looking for this, um, you know, this declaratory judgment. But they want this TRO, this temporary restraining order, to remain in place for a period of time, sometimes all the way until the end of the case. But um, we'll see if that's, uh, that's here. But I will say independent of this, you know, what's going on in, in the Eastern District of Tennessee where this case is filed, the last time we saw a lawsuit like this, it's still ongoing, it's that West Virginia transfer case, the NCA turned around and across the board said that they were applying, you know, the impacts of this transfer rule to really all of its member schools. So we haven't really seen the NCA's response to that. Um, but, yeah, this, this case certainly has ramifications beyond the, the confines of, of the state of Tennessee. Don D. Plowman, the chancellor at Tennessee wrote a scathing letter to the NCAA. It's public. Basically, the double middle finger at them. Was that a good tactical move or not? Well, I mean, it got the Tennessee AG to file a lawsuit within 24 hours. So, in terms of mobility, yeah, I mean, I can tell you it's a good move. I I will say, just kind of on the outside, I, I don't recall a situation where this uh, attorney general has mobilized this quickly within 24 hours of news of the investigation um, to really get behind a school. I, I, you know, my understanding, just from what's been publicly reported, that the AG's office might have been somewhat aware of the Jeremy Pruitt situation when the NCAA was knocking on the doors last time. Um, but to have this type of a complaint, a 20-page complaint ready to go, I think sends a big message. So from the chancellor's office, you had to send that message to get all the way to the Tennessee AG's office, and I, and I think it was effective. And now all of a sudden, Tennessee is at the center of the college sports world. So if the NCAA wants to give the, you know, not, not the death penalty, but really put the hammer down on Tennessee, they have to do it with the whole world watching. So um, I, I'm okay with that strategy, and I, and I think it's probably put Tennessee in a better position than they were 48 hours ago. What did you think about Tom Mars, which is the Spire Group, the collective in Knoxville, and his tweet about Nico Iamaleava and the way they went about paying him? So, full disclosure, I, I, I know Tom. I've known Tom for a couple of years. I mean, I, I think the statement's an interesting one. right? Spire Sports, if you just go on their website or if you, you kind of follow the space, they obviously have some affiliation to Tennessee. That doesn't mean that they can't get an athlete um, that doesn't matriculate to Tennessee and they get right, some, some exclusivity or some type of agency over his revenue or, or some type of share of his NIL rights. So I think that's what Tom is kind of saying. Like, we signed this contract, or Spire Sports signed this contract with Nico. We didn't require him to go to Tennessee, and this just happens to be a business that's in Tennessee. Now, do we buy that? Do we say that this is just a random business? I, I think people understand that it's – a Tennessee entity, if you go on the website, it, it looks like it. Not a true entity, but some, some type of loose affiliation. But to Tom's point, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anything, any rule that I'm aware of that prevents a business from having, you know, different agency rights over different players, different NIL rights, and not requiring them to go to Tennessee. That's, you know, that's, uh, I, I'm not sure 
I guess we'll put it this way. As of July 1st of 2021, when the NIL ever started, there was nothing on the books that, that seemingly prevented this type of conduct. And I think that's the other part of Tom's statement that I, a little bit of retroactivity, if that's okay, if we're comfortable with the NC doing that. Dan Lust, sports attorney, also law professor there in New York City, joins us on this Thursday edition. Do you think other states will join this lawsuit? This one, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I, I, I represent some schools, uh, you know, do some work over in New York. I know everyone's paying close attention to it. I think the hope is that the political capital used by UVA in Tennessee will basically force the NCAA's hand across the board, similarly to how that transfer case in West Virginia was joined by, I think, seven different state attorney generals, but it ended up having ramifications in all 50 states. So I'm not, I'm not quite sure what the benefit would be for other states to join at this point, but I don't think it's going to be the last lawsuit where an attorney general's office is involved. Um, I just... There's so much, you know, political juice now behind this. Department of Justice has been getting involved. So I, I think it would be foolish to say that this is the last attorney general lawsuit, but I don't see a strategic reason why other states need to join this particular case. Is this the lawsuit that, if it goes against them, could break the NCAA? Um, we got so many. I mean, I, I, I think this is a big lawsuit. I mean, and I, we haven't talked about it, but... You know, there's this term that, that's been thrown around, and I know I've used it on your show before, this wild, wild west, yeah. that, you know, who's going to take control? Who's going to police this world of NIL? And after two, you know, almost two and a half, three years, um, the NCAA finally started to enforce this and started to reassert their power over their member schools. First time really in the era, and, you know, the pendulum quickly swings back the other way. And the NCAA now might be scared to do it. So it might break the NCAA in terms of their willingness to go after Power 5 schools. But we do have other cases out there. Um, House versus NCAA probably being at the top of that list, which seeks you know, billions of dollars in back pay on NIL. So that might quite literally break the NCAA in terms of finances. But this might break the spirit of the NCAA if they're really not allowed to have any enforcement rules when it comes to NIL. That's, that's going to be a big void that's going to be have to fill by somebody. Certainly, uh, you know, people are questioning the NCAA's ability to do that. Got about two minutes. If the NCAA during this, I call it vigilante lawlessness environment we're in, meaning NCAA rules, etc., and they presided over all this, quote, lawlessness, why all of a sudden, or maybe not all of a sudden, but within the last year, decide, let's start policing again? It's a good question, and I think it's a good place to, to have this conversation. It's like, where did the NCAA come up with these rules? Well, the member schools asked them to do it. There's clearly a push. We've had over 10 now federal hearings on getting some control over this space. So... Why did the NCAA all of a sudden start to police it? Number one, Mark Emmert left office. Charlie Baker took over. Charlie Baker took over last year. I don't know what necessarily took them this long, but um, it's a fair question, right, why the member schools are getting so angry when seemingly the member schools play a role in this kind of increased enforcement era. The other part, which I think just, just so you know I'm on what side I'm on, I think it's patently unfair that the NCA is trying to turn around and punish schools for activity that occurred really in July of 2021, late 2021, early 22, when the NCAA at that point 
hadn't shown a, a, a willingness to want to police the NIL era. So in our fancy legal world, we would call that acquiescence. We'd say yeah, the NCAA was kind of letting this thing fly, and they never put on anyone on formal notice that, hey, um, all this stuff that's happening now, don't worry, we're keeping the receipts. I think it was generally, and not, not that this was a smart strategy, but understood by some in this space that the NCAA was going to let some of this go uh, while there was kind of a changing of the guard. Clearly, that's not the NCAA's position now. Um, but I don't think it's quite fair to all of a sudden leave town, this, as you say, this lawlessness, and disappear as a sheriff for two years, all of a sudden to come back and say, hey, we had the surveillance cameras on the whole time. We're policing you for all this stuff when you didn't think we were around. I don't think that's a, a fair way to lead. I don't think that's a just way to lead. But here we are on uh, February 2024. That seems to be what's happening. Maybe 30 seconds. Tough for me to ask you this with limited time. But in that Don D. Plowman letter to the NCAA, first paragraph or at the, at the top of that letter, she said, we tried to meet with Charlie, Charlie Baker, in December, and we were denied. It was a little bit of a shot there. It was I don't really know, and maybe you don't either, what that meant other than they didn't meet, but it was almost like it was hateful. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea on that one, but uh, we'll see what on that. Anyways, hey, Dan, thanks, man, very much. My pleasure, anytime. There is Dan Lost. Did you guys notice that? That was that was kind of a hateful. It was that was when she started. She she pulled out the weapons at that point. All right. Casey Sherbert, as we continue, let's get it. Omni Nashville Hotel. Morning, it's moving a little bit better out there in Rutherford County from an earlier wreck we had on 24 westbound near 840. Again, it's still heavy nonetheless, but just that time of the morning for it to run slow out in that area anyway on 24 westbound just past 840. Sluggish over here now on 65 southbound right at Trinity Lane. It's picking up with more volume coming in from Dixon County on 40 east headed towards Kingston Springs and also on 40 westbound as you leave the Mount Juliet area headed towards Hermitage. Hey, Prince's Hot Chicken has you covered for the big game. They can help you with catering. Check them out at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. 
It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, himscom slash J-O-Y. The traditional first-year anniversary gift is paper. Yay! Envelopes. The traditional 10-year anniversary gift is tin or aluminum. Are there sardines in here? And the 20-year anniversary gift is the chance to win up to a million dollars. Now that's what I'm talking about. It's our anniversary, but we thought about what you'd want. The new 20th anniversary Jumbo Bucks Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Grizz Nation, it's time to go. Don't miss Jaron, Gigi, Vince Williams, and your Memphis Grizzlies tomorrow at 7 p.m. when they host the Golden State Warriors on Health Night, presented by Ortho South. Fans will want to arrive early as the first 5,000 will receive a Desmond Bain mini hoop set. Get hyped, get ready for a star-studded show, and secure your tickets today by visiting grizzlies.com. Your home for Memphis Grizzlies basketball. WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Hashtag fat side up, tweet to Bill at Bill is King to enter the arena of ideas. Text the best college football radio show in the history of humankind. 615 844 5600. The Bill King Show. Kevin, talk about off the field of play, some additions to the football program. Yeah, a really solid week uh, last week and this week for Alabama football. It's really funny how, you know, Ryan Williams uh, recommits and half the Alabama fan base backs away from the ledge. Uh, Coach Coach Kalen DeBoer, and I just love saying that, Bill, Coach Kalen DeBoer. Uh, Two really solid off-the-field hires this week. First, uh, the announcement of the hiring of Jatavius Sanders. 
to be the new director of football scouting. He was previously at NC State. We had a we had a question from one of your listeners about was there a previous connection to Coach DeBoer? Um, not that I've been able to find. It's just that he's very well respected uh, in the industry. So he's coming over from Raleigh. And in the announcement yesterday, a word coming out that Aaron Hodges, currently at TCU, formerly at Purdue, and that's where Coach DeBoer got to know him when Coach DeBoer was in Bloomington at Indiana. Uh, Aaron Hodges was in West Lafayette at Purdue. He's going to come over as the Associate Director of Player Personnel, and the and the reviews on him are phenomenal. He is a tremendous, tremendous relationship builder. He's going to work really, really closely with Courtney Morgan. Um, Jatavia Sanders, that I mentioned earlier, why he didn't have a previous connection to Coach DeBoer, he's from Georgia, and he has really strong ties to the state of Georgia, so I would say, Bill, uh, as much as Alabama recruits that state, that's probably a big reason why he's being brought in from Raleigh. Yeah, it was a question from P. Hall in Shelbyville, Tennessee. Yeah, great question. Kevin Hagan with us each and every Friday. Kevin, as far as recruiting news, not necessarily anymore the most happening time of year, but there is a signing period that starts this next Wednesday. There is, and this is uh, this Saturday, February the 3rd. Coach DeBoer will have his first junior day in Tuscaloosa, and there are some big names that are coming in for that. The early returns on the recruiting trail, by the way, from high school coaches that have had the opportunity to, to meet Coach DeBoer are just phenomenal. They talk about his energy, his passion, uh, he, he strong relational person. I mean, he, just what you kind of expect to hear, but the early Views of him uh, show that he's not going to have any problems, Bill, working with people in the South. He's going to fit in. So great, great reviews in his early interactions with high school coaches throughout the Southeast. Um, you know, I'll see what happens on February the 3rd and then Alabama uh, is National Signing Day uh, next Wednesday. Probably be a very Alabama, probably maybe maybe one. One signee, that would be it. But I'm really anxious to see how uh, junior day number one goes Saturday. Basketball team. Yeah. How about that? Uh, decided to spot the Georgia Bulldogs a 15-point lead, and then we realized, hey, wait, this is this game actually counts. Uh, storm back to the win for Alabama. If you look atop the SEC standings, wow, 7-1 and one, Alabama in sole position of first place in the SEC. Uh, hey, this is where we were last year. What do you know? And uh, third time in four years. Uh, Alabama with that 15 and six record and a rugged start to the difficult schedule early on. Um, it, it appears that all the pieces and parts that uh, came into this team that they're beginning to click, Bill, uh, and it's exciting to see. Now they play Mississippi State at home Saturday night. That should be a win. They go to Auburn on Wednesday, but it's exciting to see how this team's beginning to come together, Bill. But I will tell you. The kryptonite, once again, it seems to be teams with a powerful inside game are going to be difficult for Alabama. But, hey, it's great to be atop the SEC uh, eight games into the schedule. Funny how things go when you're well coached. Isn't it amazing, Bill, when you hire a competent coach who actually knows what he's doing and you're, it translates to wins? And I love the fact that, you know, we hung 109 on LSU. I, mean, I, I think we could hang 100 on LSU, you know, if, if we showed up intoxicated whenever we play them in Tuscaloosa in basketball. But what I love is the fact that Coach wasn't just thrilled about the fact that we scored 109 points. He lamented the fact that he was very disappointed in our defensive play. It's really, really nice to have an elite basketball coach at Alabama, and that's exactly what we've got, Bill. 
Baseball's too close to ignore. Two weeks away. Bill, I love college baseball as much as you do. Uh, year number one, uh, Rob Vaughn coming in from Maryland. Uh, Alabama preseason number 19 in the D1 baseball polls. Picked to finish seventh in the SEC. They're projected to be one of the ten teams to make the NCAA tournament. Uh, my goal for this team is to get the host to regional. Uh, so the next three weeks, what I'd like to do, Bill, is uh, break it down. This, today we're going to look at starting pitching. Uh, next week we'll look at midweek starters and uh the Thursday before opening day, we'll take a look at the position players. So um, Alabama, they're ranked as a number eight transfer class coming in. That helps a whole lot. Um, the pitching for Alabama could be elite, Bill, if these things happen. If Ben Hess, the Friday night starter, stays healthy. If the Saturday starter, Aiden Mauza, uh, makes a smooth transition from the bullpen to a starter. If Sunday starter, Riley Quick, and midweek starter, Greg uh, Ferrone, get better command, this could be a really elite pitching staff. Let's look at Ben Hess, our Friday night starter. Big kid, 6'5", junior out of Charleston, Illinois. Third team preseason All-American D1 baseball. He was cranking last year, Bill. He was 4-0 with a 322 ERA. And then he was injured, and he didn't return. He was able to participate in the fall. Um, he's he's got a big time, uh, big time, ninety three, ninety five on the gun with his fastball. Is an eighty seven mile an hour power sl uh, slider. He has a nice curve, an eighty seven mile an hour changeup. But Bill, two keys for this Alabama baseball team. Number one, uh, Ben Hess and catcher uh, Mark Gassetti, we got to wrap both of them in bubble wrap, Bill. They have to stay healthy. Ben Hess has got to be the man on the mound on Friday night for Alabama. Uh, Saturday starter Aiden Mauza, junior from Dallas, Georgia, transfer from Alabama, Birmingham. He's the short uh, guy on the starting uh, pitching rotation. He's just 6'1". 37 bullpen appearances the last two years, Bill, but he was one of the best relievers in the Cape Cod League this summer. He has a low 90s fastball to go with a plus curve, a slider, and improved changeup. Uh, he's going to be a really good Saturday starter for Alabama. And then, you know, the key in the SEC, in my opinion, is if you can have an elite Sunday starter, that's what really separates you from the rest of the pack. Um, Riley Quick, 6'6", 255, sophomore, Trustville, Alabama. Bill, for him, it's all about getting better command. He just simply walked too many people last year. He gets into trouble uh, when his arm slot gets low, Bill. Uh, he, it's difficult to throw strikes. He's developing as a pitcher, but he's got an 86, 89 mile an hour plus slider, uh, a really nice changeup that hangs around in the 87. So, you know, Alabama's lucky. Uh, they still have uh, last year's interim coach. Uh, Jason Jackson is back to work as a pitching coach, and I really think he's going to be able to make the correction with Riley Quick. So uh, really, really excited, Bill, about this Alabama baseball team, as I said, preseason number 19. But, hey, if you look at the, if you look at the preseason rankings for um, college baseball, what is there, Bill, like nine or ten teams as usual from the SEC in the top 25? It's utterly ridiculous, Bill. Kevin, always a pleasure. Appreciate the info. Have a great Friday as always, and roll tide. Okay. We are at WNSR, a place where I have broadcast, I think, one other time in my life. One other time that I can think of I've broadcast from these studios. But we had to. This morning, we got to the hotel. And by the way, this is live. You're not listening to tape. 
we got to the hotel and IT was down for whatever reason. We could not get on the air. We tried everything. We even went to the other room that we're in very rarely called the half note, which is up closer to the buffet bar. Tried to get on in there. We couldn't. Had a guy on from IT talking to Adam, and we just figured better just get onto the station. The station is maybe 10, 12 minutes, maybe, from downtown Nashville. So we are here. Oh, Miss Evie, I just talked to her. She is in Lubbock visiting her son, who uh, is in med school there. And we just got so late in the hour, and she's on the road. We decided, and she was she was absolutely willing to come on. But I just thought, you know what? This morning's all scrambled up anyways. She's going to catch back up with us next week. So we'll have the angelic tones of Ole Miss Evie next Friday. And, yes, Brad will be with us coming up in Hour 3 with all the gambling items you may have this morning. The text line is up. I got note yesterday from Adam. Got a note yesterday from Adam about that. And that number is 615-844-5600. Yep, 615-844-5600 if you do want to get in. I hate it. Coach Pete was there with me. Yeah, Coach Pete was there and was ready to go. He had a lot of tops topics to get to we weren't able to obviously get coach pete he's headed back home now next week let me tell you about coach pete coach pete did his honeymoon many years ago in the cayman islands which is exactly where my honeymoon was and he and his wife are going back this next week to the caymans for their anniversary but he said make sure and contact me i'm gonna do the show So Coach Pete will be with us next Friday from the Cayman Islands. That shows you a little dedication there. And I think the wife has checked off on that. Jim in Jupiter on the text line. Let me reiterate. The text line is up and running. 615-844-5600. Jim says, let me be the first person to get back on this text line. Also, bring back Cosby. I'm glad you got to the station, Bill. I, the Cosby Cattleman, Patton, and I don't know what communication you've had, but he's a stubborn guy. I don't think he's coming back either ever or anytime soon. Yeah, I haven't heard from him at all. I, uh, I, I, I agree with you, Bill. I, I don't see him coming back. It's almost like. He's almost better off. He lives in infamy right now. He's like uh, like a ghost. That is true. His legend is is yeah. in place. That's <laughs> not a problem, right? But he's he's a stubborn guy, and if he's monitoring, I don't mean that in a mean way, in a malicious way. He's just a guy that's got his set of ideas, and that's the way it's going to be. I, that's fine. But. Do do uh, do miss him, man. So many things he could be commenting on that's going on right. Uh, how about the NCAA coming after Nico? Would you like to hear him? 
We still do we did we lose the uh rant about Bruce Pearl too many weenies on the uh barbecue and all that? We lost that too. We did. Dang. Those were some good ones, man. Wow. Allen in Tampa. Bill. You know how I feel about baseball, but I played in a golf tournament with Mike Martin a few years ago. One of the nicest people I've ever met. Rest in peace. Yes, long time Florida State baseball coach who retired a couple of years ago, passed away. Now, he had been ill. Health was the issue, and he passed away. That's sad news. Yeah, it's sad news. Georgia dog. Down on the Emerald Coast, on the text line, Bill Perry Mason from the Orange Groves of America. He's coming to summer commitments. It's in May, spring commitments, summer commitments, whatever we're talking about. All right, let me warn Perry about something. On that trip, and Perry is a good Lipscomb kid. Went to Lipscomb, but he's from down there in Lake Placid, Florida. and. Perry isn't part of the heathen group. You're going to have a heathen group down there that will be wanting Eagle Rare, Old Forester, E.H. Taylor, Weller. Perry don't play that game. So stay away from the heathens, Perry. If you're going to go, his wife went to Lipscomb too. Stay away from the evildoers. There's going to be a bunch of us down there now. All right, we'll get the break. Yeah, we're live. I know. Don't don't even bring it up. We're live. It's all good. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning, wrapping up the paperwork in the earlier wreck in Rutherford County on 24 westbound near 840. It's still a lot of traffic volume headed towards Nashville right now on 24 up through the Hickory Hollow area. 65 looks like it's starting to get a little bit heavy there at Long Hollow Pine coming down through Millersville as well on 65 southbound. It's busy, but it's moving through the Mount Juliet area. Wilson County traffic headed towards Nashville has been pretty positive so far. 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services here in Middle Tennessee. It's Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. Check them out. TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. We all make resolutions this time of year, and let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. 
And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at navage.com. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose. Healthy life. And now, Keep It Clean Tree Service is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve in our U.S. military. Please visit USO.org and locate Military Care Package to see how you could make a difference today. This message is brought to you by Keep It Clean Tree Service. For tree trimming, tree removal, stump removal, grinding, and site management, beautify your property with Keep It Clean Tree Service. Give the pros a call today at 615-480-0029, 615-480-0029, or visit KeepItCleanSolutions.com. That's Keep It Clean Tree Service, proudly saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. It's a Bill King show. Like I mentioned, I thought Nick had a good five years still left in it. This one comes as a complete shock to me. If I sat here and said, I had a feeling, guys, Nick. 560 on 95.9 FM. If it's the P5, the G5, or a neutral site game in Council Bluffs, the Bill King Show has it covered. Brent Powers. Coming up, top of hour three. Yeah, I've worked about 10 minutes this morning, maybe. I put in a good 10 minutes already today. I may need a nap. You know, this is this facility, WNSR, is actually a house. And I'm not being silly. It's a house. There are all kinds of rooms where I could go get a nap if I get, if I get exhausted doing all these radio minutes and hours. I mean... Adam's office, Patton, is a bedroom, right? It is. It's got a couch in there and everything. So uh, <laughs> we got a blanket and a pillow in here somewhere for you. I don't know. I think this was the living room. I, I don't yeah. know. But, no, it's actually, studios are very nice. We were just talking about that during the break. Yeah, Brad Powers, hour three. Coach Pete, we missed him this morning. Tons of things I wanted to talk to him about but we will pick that back up next friday when he's down in the caymans and he's already said bill make sure you guys call me i'll be ready to go so we'll be in the caymans the grand caymans exactly where me and the wifey went on our honeymoon back about 30 in may 32 years ago georgia dog says perry mason can hang with me and kevin talk about the good book remember bill I bought one beer and it got hot. Yep, that's true. Yeah, and I don't even think he drank half of it. It got hot. Yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have the the, the good book guys, maybe two of them, and then the evil doers, and that's everybody else. I'm just warning Perry Mason about that. Want to want to make sure. Josh in Picktown, who was driving actually by the big house. Yeah, Michigan Stadium, 
says he heard that Perry Mason drinks White Claw. So Perry Mason is a, a <laughs> seltzer guy? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think High Noon is actually more popular now than than White Claw. Yep. Perry Mason, I don't think so. No, 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 no. I don't think Perry Mason has heard of a seltzer. I'm, I'm guessing. 614 Rob has a picture of the big M or the block M with a middle finger at it. Is that Dondi Plowman doing this? Does she think that big block M is the NCAA? Got a lot of comments yesterday about the topic, which was not only Tennessee's defiance towards the NCAA, but the guests we had on, and I know, I know, like, I got a couple of complaints, too. Yeah, Craig in North Augusta said, I don't like the topic, it's boring. I, I get it, but it's a very important topic. It's about the future of this entire solar system that we pay attention to. College football, etc. And the guesting yesterday landed right. We, we added Dan Lust who is a sports attorney, also a professor at the New York Law School. He was very good. J.C. Sherbert's got his own collective. He was excellent. And Dave Hooker, who covers Tennessee and also has a collective that pays Tennessee players, he was good. So it was very timing-wise, couldn't have been better. Couldn't have been better. And uh, they, they both have clients, athletes, South Carolina, Tennessee, on their list that they pay. And uh, I thought it was very appropriate, the timing with which we had those guys. They were very, very good. Yeah, I, I, I can't say enough nice, good things about them. Brad Powers coming up. Any of your Super Bowl items? Remember, I'm not your NFL guy, but that hour is about your questions to him regarding gambling. Anything on the Super Bowl, any items, if you want to get into college football, if you want to look into the spring, you want to look into the playing portion of the season, that will be for Brad coming up at the uh, very, very top. Jim and Jupiter says, Bill Perry is an iced tea guy. And there's nothing wrong with that. Perry's a great guy. He just follows the losing team. You know what? Another good point about my, my friend Perry Mason I've known since back in college. If this current Gator group or many of the Gator team since 09 has not driven him to drink, he ain't drinking. If, if what he's had to put up with since the end of 09 to right now, way more, immeasurably more lows than highs. If that didn't send him to the bottle, nothing will. If he's not in the sauce, it ain't happening. Good for him. Yeah, he's, he's remained strong. He's remained very strong this morning. <laughs> uh, that is, uh, that's something else. Yep. Perry Mason. So sounds like he may be coming. This uh, 
this spring in May. Oh, I heard from my uh, son, Billy. Now, Brandon King's coming for sure, but Billy, his last day of exams is Thursday, May 2nd, the first day of that event. And there's a direct flight out of Louisville on Thursdays, and I think the other one's like Monday. He's not sure if he's going to be able to time it up. Yeah, one of his classmates, her husband is a pilot and flies that airline. What's the one out of Louisville that goes straight to Destin? Anyways, is it Allegiant or something? Anyways, he's not sure yet on the timing. I will get the break. Coming right back. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning, wrapping up a couple of accidents. It's finally starting to get a little bit crowded over here at times on 40 westbound here at Donaldson Pike through the Hermitage uh, Donaldson area. Traffic's also increasing on 65 through Brentwood. Franklin, that's going to get really busy up through Williamson County here in the next few minutes going northbound on 65. I see a little bit of traffic uh, that's running slow up there on 65 south at Millersville. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken has you covered for the big game coming up. They can help you with catering. Order online this weekend at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chunk with your on-time traffic. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Bob Steak and Chop House, located in the Omni Nashville Hotel, is a nationally renowned steakhouse specializing in the finest corn-fed Midwestern prime beef. The menu formula is simple. Incredible meat, gigantic shrimp, fabulous salads, and decadent desserts. Start your experience at Bob's with the fried calamari or fresh scallops seared in Texas burnt honey. All the beef at Bob Steak and Chop House are USDA prime cuts from the traditional fillet of tenderloin and ribeye to the adventurous Kansas City bone-in strip. They even have two different surf and turf options. And if you're looking for the other white meat, Bob Steak and Chop House serves a dry-aged pork tomahawk with homemade applesauce. Fresh seafood is on the menu from salmon to scampi and even fresh lobster tail. For reservations, give them a call or log on to the Omni Nashville Hotel website. Bob Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. We're all signed up for a new class. 
called analytics. We're going to have to learn these terms because it's not only going to be the head coach, it's going to trickle down through his staff. They're going to start using these terms, and that's not a horrible thing. Welcome to 2024. Things are going to be a whole lot different around here when it comes to Titans football. Sound very different. Will it look different? That's the plan. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Hashtag fat side up. Tweet to Bill at Bill is King to enter the arena of ideas. Didn't get to mention this. Noel Kemp up in Chicago said, Bill, take a look. Former Alabama baseball coach gets a 15-year ban after sports betting scandal. NCAA placed a 15-year coaching ban on former Alabama baseball coach Brad Bohannon for violating the association's wagering and ethical conduct rules. Bohannon was found to knowingly provide insider information to an individual he knew to be engaged in betting on Alabama baseball games, which comes from an agreement released by the Division I Committee on Infractions Hearing Panel. The man was Bert Eugene Neff Jr., an Indiana businessman per ESPN. Alabama fired Bohannon in May of 23 after an investigation took place into suspicious betting activity related to the team's game against LSU in late April of that year. The NCAA found that Alabama and the enforcement staff agreed violations on Bohannon's part came when he used an encrypted messaging app to communicate with Neff to provide inside, uh, inside information for sports betting. So there you go. It gets 15 years. I mean, he's done. If Even if it wasn't a number like that, who's going to hire that guy on a, on a level that pays real money, right? Who's going who's gonna to hire him after that publicity on the resume? The answer is he's done. That was weird, too. I guess we'll never know the motivation. What what was in it for him? There had to be something in it. What was the agreement? Make this bet, win it, and then send me a cut of it? How, how did it work? He was making, what was he making? Was he making uh, 500000 at Alabama? I mean, that's, that's for, for society, that's very good money. But what kind of money could he make dealing with some scumbag trying to get to the window at the Cincinnati Red Spark to get a bet on a baseball game where it's very low liquidity, incredibly low liquidity? That's what I, that's something I will not probably ever understand. Yeah, I'll probably never be able to come to grips with what, what they were doing, why they were doing it. Jim and Jupiter, 
says, Bill, tell us what you were like when you were in Nashville for college. You come from a Catholic upbringing where we are allowed to drink like a fish, but go into a very strict Protestant school. Were you able to sip on grandma's curf syrup when you were there? Oh, I didn't change anything. Yeah, I went my last two years to Lipscomb and nothing changed in my life. I was just there to get my, my whole reasoning was just to get in there and get my, my chemistry degree and get out. There was no, let's pick a college where I'm going to be perfectly happy. And I didn't, I didn't worry about any of it. Now, as I got there and then got to know the folks there, I realized that like any place, okay, not just there, okay, any place, there's a pretty big facade, right? And a lot goes on where at least initially you think, ah, nothing goes on here. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> but. No, my deal was, uh, what were we doing back then? We were, we were back then we were lifting weights at Vanderbilt and that's, and then that's when Vanderbilt, that's how I knew all about it, got into a huge steroid mess that was nationwide. And that's because Doc Crease, the strength coach there and Doc, Passed away a couple of years ago, too. He'd been out west. Would let the weight training committee, the 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 big, you know, heavyweight guys, come in and use Vanderbilt's facility to lift where the football team is. And these guys were all roided up. And that infiltrated the Vanderbilt campus and the football team and that weight room. Anyways, I was at Lipscomb, which is just a couple of miles away. and But we would lift over there at Vanderbilt, and I got to know a lot of those guys. So it was, it was a wild time. It was not a real innocent time <laughs> at all. It was, it was very wild. And uh, that was, you're talking about 40 years ago. Yeah, 40 years ago, right, right there. Connected to McGugan Center, where the weight room is. And that's where everything went down. And ironically, that George McIntyre, speaking of the young man who just committed to Tennessee, his granddad was the head coach at Vanderbilt at the time. That 82 team went 8-4. and four. One of the best teams, Pat, and I know you weren't around, in their history, other than a couple of years for James Franklin, that 82 team was very good. I got to see him. Uh... Rob Monaco on the offensive line. Whit Taylor was the quarterback. Pat Sandin on the offensive line. Uh, Daryl Denson was the uh, left tackle out of good pasture. Very good team. Who was the, uh, oh, out of Columbia, he was the safety. Manuel Young. Absolute beast. Headhunter. Not kidding. All right, Brad Hour number three.